Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to share a special offer for our listeners, and it's called the Makeover Your Marriage Bundle. Hun, real quick, tell just a little bit about it before we get into the podcast. Yeah, the Makeover Your Marriage Bundle consists of four of my most popular programs and teaching packages combined. You get Christian Wife University, the Wisdom for Wives online conference, Five Days to a Better Marriage eCourse, Communication and Marriage Workshop, and a complimentary three-day, two-night stay in a deluxe hotel at any one of 50 locations in the U.S. Wait for it. For only $97. $97. Nice. You can find out more at jolienangle.com forward slash makeover. Now, while everyone's considering this opportunity to strengthen their marriage, uh, let's go ahead and get into the podcast. And then we'll have more information about this package at the end of the episode. Hey, this is Eric. I want to apologize because we have had some audio trouble and uh, the audio didn't come out great on this, but we don't want to just delete it because we think it's great content. So bear with us and hope you can learn something out of it. Thanks for coming back. Uh, This is the second half of this message. Uh, If you didn't hear the first half, uh, it should be just the, the episode right before this one. So go ahead and check that one out, and then you can come back and listen to this one. Or, if you already heard it, let's go. So l- let's, uh, let's move on. What's number two? Lead her. Okay, number two. Such a controversial thing. First uh, Corinthians 11.3. But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Okay. So you guys get that? The head of every woman is man. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, you're going to make a lot of women happy right now. <laughs> no, but it's but it's her man. I understand. It's, it's her man. It's her man. And here's the deal. Being head doesn't mean being a ruler. Right. Okay? A ruler has a rod, uh, and he beats his servants with it. Okay? And that's a ruler. A shepherd leads. Well, right. I mean, how do you leave, lead her without loving her? You, you, in order to lead her, love has to be there because that is one of the roles. Right. Well, and that's, you know, that's really simple. You know, if I just look at the relationship I have with your dog out there. Okay. I love my dog. I can lead that dog because I've been kind to that dog. If I kicked that dog every time I came oh. out, would that dog follow me? No. Would it come when I called? No. no it would run the other way. Right, 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 right. right. So obviously, uh, starting with love and then leading now gals <laughs> let your husband lead as long as he's not leading you into sin okay now there's a difference okay he could be leading you into stupidity but it's not sinful right and and a real easy example of that is you guys are in the car and he's going one way that is the long way and you know a better way a faster way a we usually way. do if, of course okay <laughs> Let him go the other way. Is it going to kill you? No. So I shouldn't be your mommy. <laughs> no. Don't. But look, you're letting, what you're doing in that instance is you're letting me lead. I might not be going in the best direction, but it's not sinful. I okay? understand that. So we get there five minutes later. Okay. A, a big deal. You have just built our marriage because you let me lead. Right. And you make me feel like. Hey. All by biting my tongue. Right. Right. Because always being right 
uh, will destroy a marriage. And as I often say, do you want to be right or do you want to have the right relationship? Okay, so for the gals, let him lead. Guys, it's time to step up and start leading. And there's a lot, there's so much to unpack in just this so we, this, we're, we're not going to have a podcast on how to lead her because not all women will follow their husbands. Well, we okay? might. Well, well, but not today. Not today, today. The, the, this episode is the biblical roles of a husband, not, you know, an episode on how to love her and an of episode course. on how to lead her because it could go on and on. Of course. So it's just little sound bites of what he should be doing. But let's talk about him at least stepping up to lead. Right. Okay. Because many times, uh, you know, a gal might think, well, I know better than him, so I'm going to take over. She usually does know better than him. And if she does that, then the husband says, hey, uh, to keep peace, I'm just going to back off. Mm -hmm. You do what you want. Just tell me where to be. Tell me what to do. And and so the roles get... They get reversed. Reversed. And And she becomes angry. She becomes bitter. He becomes emasculated. And now all of a sudden they're like, what happened to us? Right. Okay. This is a very common, common problem in today's Christian marriages. The roles are reversed because it's in our nature to control and to mother. And I have to keep stepping back knowing that it is not my place to lead. Right. Well, and this is not a business where you say, well, she's better at that than I am, so she should take that role. No. Look, God's no idiot. So if God said, this is how it is, then fall into those roles and follow what he says. And the more you do that, the more you're going to see, wow, his way is best. Even if, and I'll I'll give you an example. Um, You did our finances for a long time. And I'm self-employed, and sometimes we had some ups and downs, and you would get really uptight about that. Oh, yeah. What about this bill? I said, ah, don't pay it, because we don't have the money for it. We'll pay that when we have the money for it. And so you would get really stressed out about that. Mm -hmm. But personality-wise, you're so much better suited for doing the finances, personality-wise. Oh, yeah. I wanted that 10-key... Right. I think you bought it for my birthday for, when we were first married, right. that 10-key cal- calculator. Right. I mean, what a gift. I liked the sound of it. <laughs> I liked yeah. it. Anyways. Okay. But, but Emotionally, I couldn't handle. And the point is, is that I need to step up and lead there and say, look, I'm going to take this over because emotionally it's very hard for you. Right. You know, for... You I was get, always stressed out and you, freaked out. Right. Right. And so even though she's better at it, you're better at it. I had to take that on and have ever since then. Our finances. And I'm so happy that I don't have the, the stressor of that. So what's really interesting is our finances are probably not as good as they could have been, but our relationship is so much better. Oh, good point. Okay. So what, you, what you have to look at, what is it that you want to build? Now, I would love to build a fabulous marriage, a fabulous family life, and a fabulous bank account. Right. All at the same time and snap my fingers and it's, it's all there. But in my humanity... I can't do all of that and be kind because if I'm not kind, I lose this relationship and I lose the, the, the relationship with my boys will crumble. If I'm constantly critical on edge, chaotic, stressed out, frazzled because I'm counting money and trying to make all this work. Right. Right. So just one last thing, you know, obviously guys step up and start leading, uh, gals, let him lead, and he's going to screw up, and you let him screw up. 
okay? As long as he's not leading you into sin, mm -hmm. let him screw up because the more you do that, and by the way, if you notice that your husband maybe hears this podcast and says, yeah, I wanna try leading, you gotta pay close attention to that and praise him for anything he does right, even the effort, okay? Let's say that he tries something and screws it up, but his intentions were right, Praise him for that because he'll rise up in a peacock state and mm -hmm. he'll do anything for you. Right, if, right. If he feels that way. Well, and it's interesting that you brought this up because we've had young couples that we've mentored, um, I don't know, for the last almost couple years now at different stages, you know, engaged and married, young married. And when we would mention the biblical roles and I would rattle them off, the young men were like, huh, what? And then after we explained it, all of them were like, I now have purpose. And I thought that's really unusual. That was a different, I wasn't expecting that response, but see, I'm not a man. And for them to feel like I kind of know where I'm going and I'm taking that charge and I'm leading my family. They, they had their own peacock moment, just hearing that this is your biblical role. Right. To lead. Right. Right. Because if a wife who's who takes everything over for the husband, now she's bitter and he feels like, oh, I have no purpose. What's my, what's the point of me even being here? Well, and he'll become very lazy. Right. He'll become very lazy. So anyways, that was number two. First one is love her. Second one is lead her. Third one is protect her. Uh, Ephesians 5.23, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Here's another one, Ephesians 5.29, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. And 1 Peter 3.7, husbands likewise dwell with them, their wives, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Okay, so those are all fantastic verses, but frankly, being a guy, there's something inside of us that automatically knows that we need to protect. And without the verses, we know... You're hardwired. Yes, that we should be the protector. Now, obviously, uh, physically, that is an absolute no-brainer, you know? Right. Here comes, here comes a mean dog, okay? Right. Growling and, and charging and... Okay, I'm going to stand in front of you. I mean, it's an automatic reaction, just like if I had a small child, which I have in the past. You know, we've been out on walks, whatever. I get between that animal and my wife or that animal and the child. It's, but there's more protection than just that physical protection. Right, right, right. There's the physical side, the emotional side, the spiritual side. Right. Well, and, and you know... Everyone's had this situation where you heard a noise in the house. I just, I want to touch on the physical just for a minute, but, you know, hunt, I heard something, okay? Do I want to get up and look for that person in the house? No, I'm scared too. I mean, you know, what? <laughs> I pick up a bat or you pick up your weapon and you start going through the house, not knowing what you're going to find. Uh, but being, you know, being the protector, uh, doesn't mean that you aren't afraid or you you know exactly how to do it. Once again, it is just taking up the responsibility to do that. It's you walking in your biblical role, whether you like it or not. Right. It's, it comes back down right. to obedience. And so sometimes we don't know what our biblical roles are. So let's, let's move on to past physical 
protection. What other protections are there? There's emotional and there's spiritual protection. I mean, there's, I know just being that young mom and having to deal with my kids that were just going to set me over the edge. It's just like, I can't handle this. And so many times I'd come to you and saying, I don't know how to handle this. And then you would step in, but I had to be vulnerable. I had to say, I need help. Can you help me in this? And then you would be the one who would either, you know, give me that break or give me a solution or go tend to the kids. Right. Right. You know, so so protection, I mean, that's emotional protection uh, as you know, emotional protection is when, hey, I can't handle this. Right. Right. But and you're really good to see over the years when I would escalate, you know, the 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 voice got raised. I'm I'm at wit's end. That gentle and quiet spirit is out the window and you're just like, what's going on? And so you were able to see. You know, she's she's got that check engine light is on and my wife's not doing well. And you were able to pinpoint that sooner than I could say I need help. Okay, because we're 21st century women. And for us to say we need help is not something that our culture would ever, ever promote. We are taught be strong and be self-sufficient. And it just comes down to paying attention. I mean, guys, just pay attention. Uh, when when your wife starts spinning a little faster than she's supposed to, you know, it's just like when you're in the car, you can hear if you're in the wrong gear and it's winding out. It's like, hey, and immediately you change gears. Okay, it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, you you could tell if she's yelling, if she's yelling, <laughs> if she's yelling, if she's crying. If she's shut down, those are three simple indicators of my wife is crashing. Okay. Now a husband could stick his head in the sand and say, too bad, so sad. I don't really care. It's your issue. Some do that. Others say, what's going on? And here's the typical response. I'm fine. Okay. We're not fine when we respond with, I'm fine. And that's, that's just pride. Right. You know, and, and by the way, for both husband and wife, if you guys have this pride that keeps you from coming close to each other, you're just destroying your marriage. Okay, we'll continue in a moment. But first, if you're self-employed, own a company, or work for a company that would like to grow their business, this message is for you. Hi, this is Eric, and you may know that I'm a sales and marketing consultant. I fix defective marketing and grow businesses and have developed a scientific marketing process called the Total Dominance Marketing Program that allows you to double your business in a year or less. This process uses brain science to connect with your prospect in a way that forces them to pay attention to your marketing and advertising message and come to this one simple conclusion. I would have to be insane to do business with anyone else but you, regardless of price. This is a physical CD program that we normally charge $197 for, but I am willing to give you a copy for free. All you need to do is pay $6 for shipping, and I will send it to you right away. To check it out and get your free marketing program, just go to freecd.info. Not .com, but .info. That's freecd.info. Because someone is going to dominate. The only question is, will it be you? Unfortunately, we can only make this offer to residents in the United States. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, 
Yeah, you might feel like I'm tough and strong, and I don't I don't need him or her. You know, you're just destroying your marriage. I mean, what did you get married for in the first place? Right. So the wife, hopefully, who is either listening or watching to this, you got to be vulnerable and say, I'm having a hard time in this area. Let him be the superhero. Okay. He, you're designed to come in and, and help out. Now, that doesn't mean that you could fix all my issues. Okay? Because... <laughs> You're not designed if for that you role. If saw me rip open my shirt, you'd see the big S right there right. on my chest. Right. So there is this give and take of I've got these issues, I don't know how to solve them, and then I come to you and say, can you help me with these issues? Okay? Okay. And that's me owning the marriage relationship because I want that emotional intimacy with you, so I have to come to you. But then I have to be very wise to say, Eric can't fix this. This is only something that Jesus could fix. Okay, so let's move on to spiritual protection. Spiritual protection. Well, sometimes we're like our grandmother Eve and we're deceived. And we're deceived more than what we realize. Okay, and we have that spiritual pride where we don't want to admit that. But if I want to be spiritually but, close to you. I mean, but spiritually, that's, that's close. That's really close to emotional protection. It is. It's very close, but there's a spiritual side to it. I might not see that I'm in some spiritual warfare or I'm being oppressed or I'm being spiritually attacked because emotionally all I'm seeing is I'm floating down a river of rejection, you know, and so emotionally that's all I'm seeing. But you might be able to see the spiritual side. Right. Right, because we know that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Right. Right? And, and, and you're very spiritually wise to realize my wife goes out, she's on the internet. The ministry is on, it's an online ministry. It goes far and wide into every country. And I bring a biblical message. So you're spiritually wise to say, my wife is going to get attacked. Well, virtually every attack has a spiritual background to it. Okay. Because of the fall, uh, because of originally when Adam and Eve sinned, even physical attacks are, they start in the spiritual realm. Right. Okay. Right. Because if he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, I mean, that's physical, that's emotional, that is certainly spiritual, but it's all spiritual. Okay. So. Right. If you're standing for the Bible, if you're standing as a, as a biblical wife or a biblical family, it's not, it's not if you're going to be attacked, it's when. Right. And that wise husband knows that when he goes into Thanksgiving at the in-laws or even at his family's house, that's not receptive to maybe the, the biblical choices that they're making for their family. He's wise to be on alert, knowing that a spiritual attack could be coming. Right. And then to say to his wife, I'm sorry you got hurt in this. Let's move out of this situation or let's protect ourselves from this situation. But she's got to be willing. Well, all attacks end up having spiritual consequences. They do. Is, is this going to bring you closer to the Lord or farther away from the Lord? Right. Is it going to bring you closer to each other or farther away? Right. Because if it takes you farther away, that is a spiritual attack. Right. So we said love her, lead her, protect her. Number four. And number four is provide for her. Okay, Genesis three seventeen. Then to Adam, he said, because you've heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. 
in toil you should eat of it all the days of your life so he's got to work and first timothy 5 8 but if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever denied the faith ouch so, so what he can't just sit at home and be mr mom and have the wife go out and do all the work for him yeah i just opened up a can because i'm a human can opener i just went there well wait a minute she makes more money and i don't right okay i only make minimum wage and she makes like buku bucks right okay so it's only it only seems right that i should stay home and take care of the kids while she goes out and, and it money. only seems it's going to be a matter of time before she becomes so bitter and can't stand you absolutely because you have bought satan's lie i don't care i don't care how much money she makes I'm talking to the guys. I don't care. It doesn't matter. God set up an order to things for a reason. And it's not for practicality reasons, okay? It's no, for, so you can have the best relationship possible and one that glorifies God right. in the process. It's for relational reasons, okay? Jesus did not come down for practicality reasons, okay? He, came <laughs> he just decided for, to go on vacation to earth. Right. Hey, I think I'll just <laughs> go down to earth and, and just, you know, get slaughtered. Right. No. He came down for relational right. reasons, okay? And that's what your marriage is all about. So let's say that, and, and by the way, if you feel attacked, don't don't write us about this stuff or any of that. But, uh, well, you can. I'll just delete it. But anyway, um, God said it, okay? And that was part of the fall for Adam. Uh, since he screwed up, hey, you got to work by the sweat of your brow. You got to toil the field. So... Are they out of order if he works and she works? Okay, that's a great question. So let's look at that. And we haven't gotten into the wife's role. Right. Okay. So just to kind of close out this. Well, I'm close out. I'm not even, I'm not even getting started yet. <laughs> I know. And we're, I don't know how many minutes into this. Okay. Well, then I'll, I'll try and make it quick. But guys, provide for your family. And if you can't live in the house that you live in to provide for your family, provide for your family, move to a different house. The relationship is more important. God said Well, and obedience is more important. It's, right. Obedience to the Lord is more important than how, how big your house is and what kind of car you drive. Right. Because once you get in order, uh, you get in God's order of things, it might be rough to start out with, but you'll start getting in a rhythm that you, you'll be like, wow. I never knew mm -hmm. it could be so great. Scary, be, but great. Scary, but because we were short-sighted, we decided to go the easy route, right? And we could go to Taco Bell more often. You know, no. You know, you got God commands you guys to provide for your family. Now, sometimes you try your best and you can't provide for your family. I know what that's like. I have a friend I just spoke with recently, where very, very honorable guy. And he went through some really, really tough stuff, uh, along with losing a child, a four and a half year old daughter, okay? And so, but his pastor gave him this advice that look, it is in your attitude and you're mm -hmm. out there trying every day and God will take care of you, okay? Be, so, be a biblical husband. That, that just make that determination of your will that I'm going to be a biblical husband because right. you have a choice in what kind of husband you want to be you could be the husband you think you should be or 
seek to pursue the type of husband God wants you to be. Well, and, and we'll get couples tell us all the time, well, it's different for us. It's not different for you. God said it to everyone. And okay. he's the same today, yesterday, and, and tomorrow, right. that it's just like the word of God still applies to the 21st century. I it mean, still applies to our economy. Just the fact that his title is God, okay? Are you going to say that, hey, I, the creation, know better than the creator? I mean, that's, that just has foolishness written all over it. Right, right. So swap out the foolishness for faith, because it is, I mean, we live in Southern California and the housing prices are astronomical. Right. And what we hear all the time is we could have never, when we come across couples, they'll say we can't afford to live off of one income. And I'm just like laughing on the inside because it's just like I've been married for 19 years. We've done it. We've done it. And we've lived in palaces and in poverty. Okay. So we've had both worlds that as a wife... You do have to learn that contentment, but that's another, that's another episode. Okay. So you have anything to add to this one? No, those are your four things. Lead, love, protect, provide. There's so much here that I could just go on and on and on. Right. We could have one episode per, per point, but I wanted to give a simple, um, not task, but your purpose as a husband. This is what a godly husband pursues. This is what he does. Now we didn't give specifics because it's each husband has to figure out those specifics. Right. And, and well with his wife with understanding because you know, his wife might be in freak out moment of she might be so exhausted, so overwhelmed that she's doing a full-time job, trying to tend to the kids, coming home, tending to the home, and then the wife or then the husband wants to have sex with her and, and she's like, Have you lost your mind? I'm exhausted. You know, I have no time or room for you. And he's just like, How do I get my marriage back? I'd have that conversation about, hey, you ever thought about cutting down your hours? Well now we've struck a nerve. We've touched a nerve because we're removing some finances. And that's scary for a wife. That's very scary to not have that financial stability. And it's just like, what do you want? Do you want that fat, full marriage or that full, fat, full bank account with crumbling relationships? Because you can't, you can't have it all. Right. And we're going we're gonna to get to some of those priorities in, in later podcasts. Later podcasts in this series. So that's all for now. That's all I have. Okay. Where can they find you? They can find me at JoleneEngel.com. You can find me at EricAndJoleen.com. Until next time. We'll see you.